say hello sam no it's just that that's not normally how we start this so it was a little weird hey guys welcome back to a bitch and a witch yeah welcome back that's i'm sam really say, i guess i'm chad what's up guys <laughs> how's it going i think i don't know about you but I, I feel a lot better today than i did previously in this week i mean this was a very stressful week it's a stressful week i'm glad we've kind of uh Closed out the election chapter for now. Let's move on. Yeah. Whether or not you're happy with the results, at least it's over. Yeah. No shit. The constant refreshing of the electoral votes was very stressful. I have watched more news coverage in the past week than probably the past couple years. Oh, yeah. I just had, like, CNN on in the background at all times. Yeah. It's been a rough one. Mm-hmm. But it's... Well, that part's over. That part's over, yes. There's still more to come. Right. A very interesting time in the U.S. <laughs> as these past four years have been. Last episode, I had started by talking about some elected officials... Oh, yeah. Uh, since some of the uh, final counts have come in, since it was sort of a process because of COVID and the way the election had to go, uh-huh. um, there have been several more members of the LGBTQ plus community that have been nominated into different offices. Okay, cool. Like so many that I, I'm not even going to read them all off because yeah. it's just such a list. That's good. Yeah. Obviously, we need more representation, so... Including uh, quite a few members of the trans community. Oh, wow. Really? At least three or four that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Which is... That's pretty historic. And, and it's awesome. It's very dark. This was the first time anyone was elected, right? Um, I know at the very least it was the first senator. Okay. I'm sure that the other ones are the first ones to hold their office, because I feel like we would have heard about, I mean, I'm sure we would have heard about that. Yeah. Hmm. Because it's, like you said, it's a historic thing. Right. Uh, I think trans people, more than any member of the LGBTQ plus community, are very underrepresented. Yeah. And there's still a lot of stigma yeah for sure so it's very at least where we're at there's still a lot of stigma there's yeah definitely across the country there's a lot of stuff that comes up and it's just unfortunate but hopefully people can get educated and have better perspectives on it but trans people are people just like you yeah nothing scary yeah speaking of scary we're talking about fears and phobias (laughs) Yes, that'll be our main topic for today. It's fears and phobias. However, as usual, we are uh, going into a quick bitch rant, which is not necessarily a rant. It could be a rant. It could be a funny topic or funny article we come across. Today, I chose a funny article because I'm not gonna lie, guys, it's mainly just because of the headline was really hilarious. But also, I think we could all use a little levity. 
Yeah, we need to laugh a little bit. But I came across the headline. You'll probably see why I was intrigued enough to read the rest of the article. Fossilized butthole answers long-standing questions about dinosaur sex life. It's a great headline. It's a pretty great headline. <laughs> Tell me you're not going to read that article. I know. <laughs> so this was, strangely enough, I can't figure out where they found this thing. I read this article and I read like a tiny bit of the actual article where they, like the scientific article where they released that they had found it. And it, there just wasn't like a clear cut, oh, we found this in like Spain or something. Yeah, so I'm not 100% sure where they found it, but this was pretty recent. This article that I read was in, at the very end of October. So it's pretty recent, and they're trying to study it and get some information, but what they're saying so far is that it was a dinosaur related to the Triceratops. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name because I have no clue, uh, but it was related to the Triceratops, and basically, yeah, they found this is the first ever type of like organ that they found because mm -hmm. it's soft tissue, so it doesn't really fossilize. It's just like very, very rare. Right. So... Scientists have not really known <clears throat> what's going on in the genital area for dinosaurs. So this is like some pretty much some like the first conclusive evidence that they've been able to find. But basically they said that they found a cloaca, which is not quite a butthole, but it's similar. It's actually like a multi-use. Uh, the article here says multi-purpose bodily hole used for... <laughs> 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 Go on. <laughs> Bodily hole used for excretion, laying eggs, and mating. So yeah, they found a fossilized cloaca, which has then led to some other... Basically, they've been able to say, okay, this most likely means this, and so on and so forth. But basically, they said that essentially that points towards the fact that dinosaurs probably had dogs. This is something that people were not sure of. Um, so that's basically been pretty close to being confirmed. They're still having the scientific article like reviewed and like peer reviewed and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But it seems pretty likely that that's what was going on because of like similar animals in today's world that do have that sort of situation. Never mind. We're not going to get into that. It's, it's kind of gross, but it's, <laughs> okay. it's a, they're like clo cloacal kiss or something like that is how they were describing it, which is kind of nasty. But <laughs> yeah, so they said it's like similar to what crocodiles have i guess mm -hmm. so yeah kind of interesting that they've started to piece together like more i mean the, i guess that kind of makes sense since crocodiles are kind of like lizards dinosaurs. yeah they've been around since that time period yeah so it's like things like crocodiles and birds right yeah that's kind of what they've evolved from evolved into that type of thing yeah yeah oh interesting Chad, you'll be happy to know that my uh, TikTok addiction is waning. Ooh, is it? Follow-up <laughs> from last week? Yeah, I'm not spending as much time on TikTok. That's good. As long as you can kind of like level it off and get it under control. Yeah. This week has not been good for me in terms of social media use because I've spent so much time just like waiting for something to happen. <laughs> I've mostly just been on TikTok. Like my f TikTok and Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, my one true love. <laughs> um. I haven't been on Facebook much because I just really, it's, um, uh, I just really want to fight people. Yeah. It's very easy to fight people on there right now. And I'm trying not to really do that, but I feel like every time I get on Facebook, I'm either jumping into somebody's <laughs> fight or starting a fight with somebody. <laughs> yeah. And 
part of that is due to, you know, just what's going on in the U.S. right now. And part right. of it is due to the fact that I didn't sleep last week. No, you really didn't. What would you say? Maybe like, so there was that one day that you slept for like 12, like 10 or 12 hours or something. Yeah. But other than that, you probably slept like six hours total. Yeah. That's not that's not normal, Sam. It's not good. No, it's not good for sure. That one night that I got like one hour of sleep, I was like, "I'm going to lose my mind." She's like, "I have a migraine." Well, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. I was like, "Have you eaten? Have you had water?" And then like I didn't hear from her for like three hours, and she's like, "I fell asleep. I guess I just needed to sleep." Yeah, because <laughs> like, when I woke up. I felt much better. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know why I didn't start with that. Yeah. Have you slept? <laughs> Maybe you should. Maybe you should do that every once in a while. I try. Yeah. I love sleep so much, but it doesn't love me back. You need to become better friends with Mr. Sandman. I guess so. Yeah. I thought about going down to the CBD shop and getting some gummies or something. I've heard that that helps. Yeah. I haven't tried it personally, but I know a lot of people who use it for that reason. Mm -hmm. So expensive, though. Yeah, it can be. It's like 50 bucks for 20 gummies. Right. I think it's a little bit cheaper or more affordable if you just get the oil. Yeah, maybe. And chop it yourself. It's not as fun, though. No, it's not a gummy candy, which is... (laughs) fantastic yeah who doesn't love gummy candies vegans Mm, there are some without gelatin it's not as common but yes if you didn't know gelatin is made out of bones yeah so vegetarians and i feel like that's pretty common knowledge at this point Mm, no i had no clue until emily told me was i was several years ago of course but my wife is a vegetarian has been for a really long time Mm -hmm. Uh, so i've learned all sorts of things from her and she really wants me to say that I couldn't be where I'm at today without her, just like <laughs> Joe Biden talks about Jill. So there's your shout out for this week, Emily. It is true. Love that woman. Well, it's good that you love your wife. It I is. feel like that's important. That should that should be a thing. <laughs> it should be a thing. Not sure why people marry people when they're not really in love or whatever. Or stay with people that they've fallen out of love with. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Like, you gotta give it an odd shot. You can't just quit the first time you are unhappy but also if it's been like years and years and years and you can't figure it out then maybe it's time to stop it yeah i don't know marriage is a weird a weird situation everybody keeps asking me if i feel different since me and dustin got married and i'm like no it's the same thing (laughs) yeah i was like we've been living together for five years right we've been together for six right it doesn't change much. Did you change your last name? No. I didn't think you did, but then... It's on my list of shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> like... Okay. <laughs> so when we dropped off our marriage license, I was going to go. Because we went in and dropped it off because you can get like copies of your marriage certificate right yeah, then. right. I was going to go to the social security office, but I was like, I don't want to. I'll just do it later. And then the government shut down. Yeah. Because this was, was wild, in yeah. March. Yeah. So a couple days later or the the week after, I think, is when we went into like our little lockdown, our bullshit lockdown. Oh, I 
might as well not have counted and it was so so small it was so stupid but like, uh, basically nothing was clo- actually closed yeah so yeah that happened <laughs> and since everything opened back up i just haven't had time okay so i haven't changed my name yet but it'll gotcha. happen yeah i wasn't sure if you were going to because i thought you liked your last name a lot oh uh, i mean i'm not gonna i'm hyphenating okay cool i'm that bitch i don't blame you some people get like really up in arms if you hyphenate or don't change your name i'm a modern That's woman sexist I, right you don't have to change your name <laughs> no in fact dustin can change his name that's what I'm saying. I don't really know why we started talking about this. You brought it up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Anyways, so we're talking about fears and phobias, sort of the differences, how they're related, some interesting ways that ties into like modern society. I think we mentioned this was originally going to come out in October. Yeah, we but... were going to do it as one of our spooky episodes. I thought it was still, like, a pretty interesting topic, so... Yeah. Might as well still do it. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm, I know. I'm just explaining to the audience <laughs> if anybody cares. <laughs> I'm just not even listening to us anymore. Probably not. So, fear... Uh, fear basically is an unpleasant feeling triggered by the perception of danger, whether that's real or imagined. Okay. I think this... I mean, people probably know what fear is, but just in case, that's, like, the actual definition... I think people are pretty familiar with fear. <laughs> Probably. Unless you're like a psychopath or something, but... That's true. There are some people who can't feel fear. Statistically, we might have a psychopath in our audience. Yeah? I mean, it's possible. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... You don't ever think about that? Like, what if somebody you know is a psychopath? <sighs> Or a sociopath. I've been accused of being a sociopath before. No. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you probably have, but you're not. Thank you. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I think it's because I'm not, like, an overly emotional person. But I was never allowed to be emotional. You and weren't allowed? No. Hmm. My mom was like, what's wrong with you? Stop <laughs> crying. <laughs> and, like, we're, we're not, like, a super affectionate family. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, I know you've brought that up, but yeah, it's that whole like nature versus nurture thing and how much your upbringing plays into who you are. It's definitely a thing. Yeah. I'm that, I'm that meme <laughs> of the person with the broom that's like, they're there. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> You also, yeah, you're not like a physical touch type of type of person either. No. Hmm. I'm basically a human cat. Like, <laughs> I want affection when I want affection. But right. for the most part, as long as I have food, water, I'm fine. <laughs> Definitely food. The Definitely hang- food. The hanger is real. The hanger is real. With both of us, actually. But Yeah. So, fear. Um, I'm sure everybody's basically heard of, like, fight, fight or flight. Mm-hmm. But essentially, when when fear comes up, just as like a biological thing that we've developed through our evolution, you're either going to you're gonna get like a kick of adrenaline, kick of some other chemicals, and you're either going to fight whatever the fear is or whatever's causing the fear, or you're gonna 
run away from it in flight. Yeah. So somehow or other, that's sort of turned in today's society because we don't, or we just have a much easier time surviving. A lot of people kind of like take pleasure in that adrenaline rush. It also, um, something I learned is that it also releases a chemical called dopamine, which is happy time feels. Mm-hmm. So yeah, kind of interesting because I know I've, I've kind of touched on it a few different times, but yeah, like I love horror movies. I love that it doesn't happen super often because I watch so many of them at this point, but I love that kind of feeling of getting scared a little bit. I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't do like bungee jumping or skydiving. No, fuck that. That's like too much of a risk for me. Yeah, but fuck that. that same type of adrenaline junkie, like anything that people do because it kind of gives them that rush, mm-hmm. like it kind of makes sense because that, that fear at this point, we use it less for survival and we use it more just for that rush of chemicals. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of adrenaline junkies out there. Yeah, it's a whole thing. There's people that do, like... I wonder if a lot of uh, people, a lot of adrenaline junkies also have, a, like, addictive personality disorders. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Because mm-hmm. once you... Like, those people don't just stop after one time. They just keep going back and pushing it further and different stuff like that. Yeah. I was going to say, have you ever gone to, like, a tattoo convention or expo or anything or even Mm -hmm. at like sometimes at like comic cons and things like that there's Uh -uh. people who will like suspend themselves Uh have you ever seen that no it's real weird uh so they'll basically like put a bunch of hooks into their skin that's attached to like wires and shit Ah. and then they'll just like hang (laughs) from Uh from those hooks that's that's probably not quite as much of like the adrenaline rush type of stuff but it's it's just something interesting i've like had tattoos ever since I was able to get them so I've always kind of been involved in that culture but I've yeah I've never really understood that one it's kind of I, I personally it's not for me um <laughs> uh, yeah that's more like toeing the line of masochism yeah masochism or exhibitionist or it's, it's some BDSM kind of shit right <laughs> but it's it's odd yeah it's an odd one yeah not for me I can't imagine it feels good it has to hurt at least a little bit I mean, but, like, they enjoy it. Yeah, they enjoy it, clearly, or else they wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah. Not here to kink shame anybody, if that's what you're into. No. But if you enjoy it, like, send us a message. I'm just I'm trying to get a better understanding. But, okay, so yeah, that's kind of some basics about fear. You have to kind of understand fears to understand phobias. Do you have any fears? Um, like, not something you would necessarily call a phobia, but more just something you're afraid of? No, I would say mine are mostly phobias because, so the the main difference is that phobias is when it kind of goes to the next level and it's like affecting your daily life, mm-hmm. but it's more so things that aren't actually going to damage you or are very, very unlikely to damage you. That's kind of some of the stuff I was reading about. So like a fear is natural because it's supposed to be something that's dangerous. So be like, oh, I'm afraid of getting shot like okay yeah you're supposed to be afraid of getting shot yeah you're not supposed to want to get shot right (laughs) it's generally bad for your health yeah but phobia it's like oh i'm afraid of like agoraphobia i've talked about that like i'm sort of afraid of being in large public gatherings and things like that Mm -hmm. so it's like okay is is that likely to hurt me no not really but my brain has sort of like conditioned itself to be afraid of that situation well i think our society has sort of fed into that a lot, too. Yeah. Just because of mass shootings and right. worldwide terrorism. 
right. So, I mean, there's definitely shit that happens, but it's not very likely, even in America, where it happens way more than it should. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the odds of it happening to me, specifically, are not very high. I don't know. Would you say you have, like, general fears that aren't phobias, necessarily? I mean, like, I'm afraid of spiders, but I wouldn't call it a phobia. Okay. I would just call it a general fear. Yeah. It doesn't really affect my day-to-day life, but I just... I'd just rather not have to deal with them. <laughs> There's usually talk- a screech involved, and then if Dustin's <laughs> home, I'm like, get it, get it! Right. I was actually going to talk about that. That's Thanks for reminding me. Uh, because I've gotten way better with them. I used I used to definitely be afraid of them. And I don't know if it was just because he was like tired of me making him deal with it, or if he was like trying to be nice. But my brother one day was just like, because I would always like find them in the bathroom, freak out about it, make him come and like kill it or whatever. Uh-huh. One time he was like, look, they can't do anything to you. Mm-hmm. It was one of those kind of a smaller body, but they have really long legs. Mm-hmm. Not a day long legs, but one that actually builds webs and stuff. Okay. So he was like, look, this is all they can do. And he like held his hand up close to it. And it started like kind of spinning in circles mm-hmm. in its web. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And he was like, look, it's scared of you too. It's just, this is all it can do to defend itself. I did one time in... Uh... The apartment that we were living in before we moved into this house. I went to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and I opened up the bathroom door in the master bedroom Mm -hmm. and saw a spider run across the floor. (laughs) So I squealed, (laughs) shut the door, said fuck that and went and used our other bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Like some of them are very creepy looking. Mm-hmm. And I get kind of the the hair trigger response, just like, oh, it's scary. It's really weird looking like that. I think that's why, because it almost looks like an alien or something. Like, it's so different from us. Yeah. It's got too many legs, too many eyes. It's not, really for me, it's not just spiders. I just don't like bugs, man. Yeah, I can understand that too. But I, over time, so my brother kind of had that that one time with me where he was like look they can't really do anything and then i was like okay and i've kind of gotten better progressively since then i'm pretty okay with them now i don't like scream if i see them i might jump a little bit but only if it like really surprises me usually i'm pretty cool with them mm-hmm. plus they eat all the other bugs that i don't like that's why elvira got to live for so long <laughs> yeah elvira yeah rest in peace <laughs> I don't know what happened. She just disappeared one day, so I guess she's dead. I'm assuming she probably died. Yeah. The bird ate her or something. <laughs> something. But I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. There, for a while, was this huge spider. I think it was just like a writing spider because she made like this big giant web. Yeah. Right by my back door. Also by the lights in my backyard. <laughs> So there was like a lot of bugs there and we right. would get attacked by bugs trying to walk into our house. Right. And she built a web over there. She ate My husband them. named her Elvira and we just <laughs> let her live there for a while because yep. she was eating the bugs. Right. Yeah. So they eat mosquitoes, which there's nothing redeemable about a mosquito. I hate mosquitoes. Me too. And we get them so bad in our yard. It gets bad in Indiana. Yeah. If, for those of you who aren't from here. But they... Give you diseases, they bite you a lot, mm-hmm. real obnoxious to deal with, so I try to leave spiders alone generally. I try, actually, I'm, I'm sort of like a pacifist, unless it's like in a pretty extreme situation, so I try not to kill anything if I absolutely don't have to, but 
but spiders for sure. I get why people are afraid of them. Mm-hmm. But this is actually something one of the articles I read brought up too, because it's like while researching for this episode, because they mentioned out of like the however many thousands or maybe even like hundreds of thousands of spider species, there's only like 200 that are actually venomous. And they're all in Australia? Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so very few of the spiders you encounter in your lifetime are going to pose any sort of threat to you. Mm-hmm. Typically, if you just leave them alone, they're not going to do anything. Although, I do know people that have gotten bitten by spiders. Yeah. It's weird. It's never happened to me, really. I I don't know that I've ever gotten bit by a spider. I haven't gotten bit by anything like poisonous or dangerous, but right. I did live in the south for a while, and there were a lot of brown recluse. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. We had like a crawl space under our condo, and they were in abundance. Oh, for sure. Yeah, but so like I get it if it's like a de- if it's definitely a dangerous deadly spider or insect or animal or whatever. Okay, I I get that. But the common just like house spider just chilling, it's not really gonna do anything to you. No. Or if you don't want to like if you don't want it living in your house, I get that too. It's pretty easy just to catch them and throw them outside. Yeah. So maybe consider doing that. I did wake up once. This was also when we were living in North Carolina. We had like a. I mean, in the South, pretty much everywhere you go, there's lots of luscious nature. Right. So we had like a wooded area behind where we lived. So we would get a a ton of daddy long legs everywhere. Oh, yeah. I woke up one day, went to go to the bathroom, felt something like tickle my armpit. And I thought it was just my hair. Yeah. And I like sort of like brushed it. And then I looked in the mirror and there was a fucking daddy long leg in my (laughs) armpit. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so, okay. I can understand freaking out in that situation. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, not necessarily daddy long legs, but the closest that that's happened to me, I was in the shower. And this wasn't even, this was actually pretty recently. Like this year at some point. Mm-hmm. I was in the shower. I felt something real weird on my leg. I looked down and there's a silver fish like ah. crawling on me. No. It, it, it kind of hurt. So I th- almost think it was biting me. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. But I was proud of myself. I didn't, like, freak out and scream or anything. I was just like, oh, okay. I probably would have fallen out of the shower and died. (laughs) So I just, like, held my leg up and the water killed it, I guess, because it fell off and went away. But No. Those things freak me out, man. They're kind of weird. It it wasn't one of the big ones, though. It was, uh, actually, it might have been the ones with, like, the bunch of legs. Mm -hmm. I don't, I honestly don't remember now. It might have been one of the bigger ones, but it was, it was strange. Yeah. I don't know why they live in showers. I guess they like the drains and shit. I don't know. I know that they're really common around air conditioning units because of the Freon. Okay. Huh. That's all I know. Yeah. Emily is also afraid of bugs. Because bugs are creepy. They're not that... Most of them are not that bad. (laughs) Bugs are creepy. Like a ladybug? What is a ladybug going to do to you? I mean, I'm not afraid of ladybugs. Okay. Or butterflies. Yeah. Or like houseflies. I fucking hate them, but I'm not yeah, afraid of them. I don't like flies, but they're not scary or anything. They're yeah. just annoying. Especially horse flies. Because yeah. them fuckers bite you. They, and they, they hurt. bite. That's true. Yeah. I'm also afraid of dying. But I think that's just that's, because I don't know what happens. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Yeah. So a lot of fear is kind of. Especially since I'm like a godless heathen. So, like, what do I have to believe in? You're just you're just done when you're dead. I guess. Possibly. 
Possibly. I, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. And that's that's a big thing with like fears and phobias. A lot of it kind of routes back to just fear of the unknown. Yeah. In some form or another. I feel like a fear of death is pretty common. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. People who are actually at peace with it, like that's a that's a hard thing to accomplish. Yeah. That's why I think I've I think we've kind of said that too, but I think that's why people turn to religion because they want to just not freak out about death all the time. Yeah, <laughs> they wanna, uh, most they of the have people faith who are something that's going to happen. Yeah, most of the people who are at peace with it are people who have like deep seated faith. Right. So that's probably my problem. <laughs> I don't have any deep seated faith. <laughs> So yeah, phobia is mostly when it's like taken to an irrational level. It's like impacting, is it actually impacting like your actions and your, maybe not necessarily your day-to-day life. It just depends on what it is, but. If they're super extreme, it'll affect your day-to-day life. Yeah. But that's not as common. Yeah, not as common. I, yeah, so one of the articles I was reading talked about kind of like four, basically like grouping like some basically like the most common groupings for phobias it's like animal phobias natural environment situational and blood injection injury phobia which is pretty like weirdly specific but <laughs> so any like sickness or like shots or needles or that basically that type of thing mm-hmm. so those are like kind of like general categories that our guests are like <clears throat> kind of encompass most of them but the signs and symptoms of phobia is actually pretty similar just to like general anxiety or panic. well they they do list phobias as an anxiety disorder yeah that makes sense because it is it's kind of eliciting that type of response like difficulty breathing or mm-hmm. increased heart rate chest pain basically all that type of stuff that you would sort of expect out of a panic attack yeah very similar mm-hmm. and then something i thought was cool they mentioned sort of like things that you can do to try to treat a phobia i thought that was just worth kind of bringing up because it's hard to even know where to start or anything like that so outside of like seeking treatment for it like things you can do on your own would be making a uh they call it like a ladder but basically like multiple steps to sort of slowly address your phobia Mm -hmm. and as you get used to one step you move on to the next thing you're just kind of like making yourself realize that nothing bad is going to happen so you eventually get over the phobia Mm -hmm. so they brought up like you know flying for instance so you're afraid of getting on a plane and flying somewhere. So, you know, what can you do about that? You can break it down into like five to ten steps. Like, okay, going to the airport. You just keep doing that until you're comfortable with it. And they said, obviously, you want to like take it really slow. And don't do it if it's really pushing you into that panic attack state. <laughs> yeah. Um, but basically kind of break it down into as many steps as you can. And just slowly overcome it. So then like going up to the... Um, ticket counter for for instance and kind of like you know basically or like if you're afraid of dogs that's an easier one to explain so you could start out like looking at a picture of a dog it's very mild there's no chance that a picture is going to do anything to you you can move on to like watching a video with a dog in it uh, move on to looking at a dog through a window or standing across the street from a dog on a leash standing on the same side of the street as a dog on a leash and kind of just moving it forward and forward and forward until you're kind of over the phobia I am afraid of flying, too. It's not fun, but it's so much easier than driving. (laughs) Yeah. And also, it's not like you're going to get on a boat to go overseas, so. Bitch, I might. I mean, you might, but it's going to take... You don't know me. It's going to take way longer. And as I was planning on talking about later, I would be way more afraid of that. (laughs) Yeah. 
But yeah, I thought that was a cool concept, just trying to overcome that phobia one small step at a time. Something to, something to definitely keep in mind. I did have, like, along with spiders, I did also kind of have a fear of being in a car for a while. I'm not really even sure why. I wasn't in a car accident until I was an adult, like, driving myself. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even cause that. But, yeah, I struggled for a while in car rides. And I kind of just slowly got over it. I don't know. I was always like, do you ever just... As a passenger, are you afraid just, like, the door's going to open and you're going to fly out? No, but I am afraid that I'm going to get hit. Yeah. Ev- everything gives me anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got much worse anxiety than I do. So that was, like, that was like another one that I, I thought of. Uh, I think you said you had a list of, like, the most common ones. I have a list of the ten most common phobias. Um, the first one is social phobia, so basically just social anxiety. Okay, yeah. Agoraphobia. Feel that too. (laughs) Acrophobia, which is the fear of heights. Okay. The fear of flying, Mm -hmm. which I didn't write down what that was because I can't even begin to fucking pronounce that. Yeah, some of the words are real complicated. (laughs) Yeah, I looked at it and I was like, no, nope, nope, nope. Claustrophobia. Oh, yeah. Is very common. Entomophobia, which is the fear of insects. Okay. Ophidiophobia, which is the fear of snakes. Oh, yeah. People are afraid of snakes. Mm-hmm. I never really have been. Yeah, But me it's neither. kind of back to that same thing. Like, they don't... They're they're just very foreign-looking. They don't move in a way that we're familiar with. When I was growing up, my mom had friends who had snakes, and I would help them feed them. Hmm. So, definitely. And also, before Opryland closed, yeah. they had this massive... I don't know what it was. Like, a python, maybe? Okay. It was huge. And you could actually, like, go into the aquarium with it. And I did. That's kind of cool. So, I've never had a fear of snakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cynophobia, which is the fear of dogs. Okay. Astrophobia, which I understand this one, too. It's the fear of storms. Oh, yeah. I've always been afraid of, like, huge thunderstorms. But gotcha. also, I grew up in the Midwest, and tornadoes are a thing. We just have a lot of storms. Yeah. And they get pretty bad. Yeah. And trypanophobia, which is the fear of needles. Okay. I would I would expect fear of the dark to be on there. I yeah, but it's not. Needles is yeah, that's pretty. It's like, pretty common. Pretty common fear of heights. Pretty common. I'm not super bad with heights. I like I'm not like super I'm, comfortable with it, but I I can do it. I'm not fond. Right. I'm not fond of being very high in the sky. Me neither. <laughs> if I can avoid it, but it doesn't send me in a, into a panic attack or anything. Mm-mm. Needles. Um... I used to be really bad about shots of needles. Like, when I was a little kid, they had to hold my ass down. Yeah. But I've since learned some things. Okay. Like, just distracting yourself so when i get like blood work done i don't when i was in the hospital i had this one tech who would count down before she would stab me and i was like just do it just making you focus on it more yeah i was like i don't need to know just do it right so basically i just look away find something to distract me with and it does help with the pain like you i don't even notice it yeah i mean i do the same thing with shots too Okay. I actually, this last time I got my flu shot, 
I got it in my right arm and the nurse was like, look at your left foot and wiggle your big toe. Okay. And then you hardly even notice it. And you didn't even notice it. Well, even people who don't really pay attention, they'll still tense up. Yeah. And that just keeps you from tensing up that muscle so that your arm's not sore. And my arm wasn't sore. That's good. It was really nice. I was, yeah, I was like accidentally tensing up. When I got my flu shot this year, she had to keep telling me, quit tensing, like relax. (laughs) Well, because if you tense up when you get your flu shot, it, it makes your arm really sore for a while. My arm wasn't too bad. It was like a little bit sore, but only for like a day maybe. Mm-hmm. I actually had a lot of like back aches. That was like my main symptom. That's weird. It was maybe like two days. It wasn't like super long or anything, but but yeah, I mean, I've got tons of tattoos. I'm not really afraid of needles. You just kind of get over it. It's not really a fear, but I do tend to get queasy or nauseous if I see a lot of blood. Like not... In movies or games or anything like that. But in real life, yeah, it just, uh, my body is not cool with it. Not too sure why. I don't really have that problem. I'm trying to think if I've ever, like, I don't think I've ever, like, fainted or anything, but I definitely get nauseous. I just, just feel a lot of anxiety, like heart racing. Yeah. When I'm in these situations. And a lot of times it just goes away. Like, when I went to get my first tattoo, I was really, really anxious. But mm-hmm. then as it was going, I was like, oh, okay, this not, isn't bad. Not that bad. And I was more afraid of the pain of anything because, like, I'm yeah. kind of a puss. So <laughs> I was expecting it to hurt a lot. Yeah, and really it just really not didn't. that bad. No. And, and it when it does hurt, at least where I got my tattoos, yeah. it's momentary. Yeah, it's not like it lasts a long time. No. It's kind of like a sunburn. It's just like... Yeah, even after you, the tattoo's done, it doesn't really hurt. It's, it's not a huge deal. And it depends yeah. on how you heal and where it's located and things like that. Mm-hmm. Emily tends to, if she gets one on her leg, it tends to swell up a little bit. But yeah, for the most part, it's just not a big deal. It heals quickly. It doesn't hurt that bad, even in the moment. Although I will say I've got one on my side. And that's probably the worst pain I've ever felt. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would be really painful. Just like right on my rib cage. Yeah. Yeah. But still, I like I would do it again. So <laughs> I want to get one behind my ear, which I feel like Emily said that wasn't bad. She has one no. there. I've heard that it's not that bad. That it just feels kind of weird because it's yeah, you like, can sort of like feel vibrates. the vibrating on your skull. Yeah, it vibrates your skull a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But I, it's definitely one that I would like to get soon. All the tattoos. Yeah, I I want one really bad. It's been a while. <sighs> yeah, I haven't got a tattoo in like almost a year. Yeah. Last tattoo I got was on December 13th. <laughs> Man, I you need another the date one. And everything. Well, because it was Friday the 13th. Okay, yeah. So a lot of tattoo parlors were running specials. Was... I actually got two tattoos that day. Okay, yeah. Mine was also on the 13th, but it wasn't December. It was a different It was time. September. Yeah. I remember that because that's when I got my first tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Hitting up those Friday the 13th specials. This is the, yeah, there's some good deals, honestly. Yeah. I mean, the one on my ankle I only paid 20 bucks for. Oh, that's not bad at all. No. Oh. And, and I think that was including tip. Oh, wow. Because I think they were doing like a $13 special. Oh, yeah. That's pretty common. It can only be like so big right. and... Pretty small. Yeah. it Like two colors and then Some black. Or like only specific artwork that they've already selected, yeah. things like that, but... Now, the mm. one I, I went to, they let you choose your own artwork. That's nice. But it, 
you know, it could only be a certain size and then they right. will only do two colors and then black, mm-hmm. which is fine because that's all I needed. Right. And now I have a cute little squid on my ankle. You sure do. Yeah, I like it. It turned out pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that, <clears throat> they also mentioned like stuff you can try to do if you are having a really bad situation with one of your phobias is pretty much the same again as like panic attacks like try to control your breathing try to like ground yourself in really rational thoughts Ativan works great too i've learned <laughs> get stoned off your ass uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that'll help yeah i uh have learned that i am somewhat claustrophobic yeah that makes sense to me it's it just doesn't like your body doesn't want to be super confined Mm-mm. it's it just feels wrong when i think about it it makes more sense but mm. i didn't really notice it as like a big thing until i went to get an mri oh yeah and they went to put me in the little tube <laughs> and i grabbed the side of the mri and i said fuck this <laughs> Not happening. Take me out. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I was like, I will crawl out of this son of a bitch if you don't let me go. <laughs> yeah, that can't be fun. I think part of it, too, was they put... Because the inside of the MRI is so loud. Yeah. So they'll give you earplugs or put, like, noise-canceling headphones on you. Okay. And I don't like those to begin with. Right. Because I don't... The There's extra, just something about... Yeah, the extra noise or loud noises is triggering for a lot of people well not the loud noises the uh like the noise canceling there's just something about that that i don't like okay so that combined with being in this little tube (laughs) it really yeah (laughs) i was like you guys are gonna have to figure something else out because this is not happening and then my mom tried to give me shit and she said something to her boyfriend at the time, and he was like, oh, yeah, every time I go to get an MRI, they have to give me drugs. And I was like, see? <laughs> ha ha. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely not the only one. No. So something I thought about when researching this, which, again, was like slightly more relevant in October, but still. So I'm a horror buff. I think that's been established by this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but classic movie monsters even modern horror movies, but more so what I was interested in is like classic monster movies. Wow. Movie monsters. I mean, they are monster movies. Yeah, but mainly like the the actual monsters and basically like how they all tie back into some like societal fear or shindig. And it, that's just kind of interesting. Some people don't think about it on that level. Mm-hmm. And some of them are more obvious than others, but I just wrote down a few examples and I found an article... That talked about some of them as well. That was the Orange County Register article by Jonathan Winslow. Interesting article, but it just... I was trying to find like some of the ones I, I wasn't thinking of off the top of my head, so I just got a few ideas from that article. But uh, some, some of the examples I was going to mention... So, Frankenstein's monster, which, by the way, if you're not aware, Frankenstein is not the monster. That's the doctor who reanimates the monster. Mm-hmm. Just a slight little nitpick there. <laughs> Uh, but that sort of ties back into like playing uh, like playing God or like the way science was evolving, especially back then, like in ways that people were not okay with or was unpredictable mm-hmm. or uncontrollable. And even like more recently stuff still happens. Like I remember when 
they started cloning sheep and things like that. And people started freaking the fuck out about it. Mostly, like, religious people, but... Sure. I get it. Like, cloning things is pretty weird. Yeah. The fact that we're able to do it now is just, like, strange. <laughs> it's a strange thing to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some of the things that, like, the Frankenstein story could tie back into. Jekyll and Hyde. I feel like that's a pretty obvious one, but kind of just, like, the idea of good and evil or like the the latent monster inside of everybody mm-hmm. and how um like losing control of yourself that's actually a, a really big fear or phobia as well i don't remember the name of it but basically like any situation where you can no longer control yourself so whether it's like a really bad trip from a drug that you took or like you're afraid of getting into like dementia and things like that where you are no longer in control Mm-hmm. Um, so that one makes sense to me for that reason. Uh, Dracula, vampires in general, lots, obviously lots of like religious and like erotic or like sexual undertones to that that whole like mythology. But they also mentioned in the article that I read, sort of like a whole story or type of story called like the invasion invasion genre or invasion fiction. So like. That was sort of what that was representing at the time, was just people are afraid of somebody else breaking into their house and killing them. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. But then some of the definitely, like, more interesting ones I was thinking about, uh, that also that the article brought up. So zombies, which is more of where things kind of started to turn culturally, as far as, like, what we were afraid of. Mm-hmm. So most of those are, like, monsters. It's, like, a separate entity that you're afraid of coming to harm you. Mm-hmm. So zombies is kind of where it starts to turn because it's, it is our, our citizenship, our society, and they turn and you can't stop them. They're always coming after you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like one the one that I had always always heard of. It's like a zombie is like the inevitability of death. It's just like always coming for you. You can't stop it. Eventually it's going to catch you and kill you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this article was mostly talking about more so it's like the fear of, the systems that control us so like capitalism and democracy and how we are born into the system we have no control over it or at least it feels that way and it's just like it's pretty much that way yeah it's that way and it's just like so overbearing and it's not really a monster that we're afraid of it's the fact that this power structure like has complete control over us Mm -hmm. Uh, so i thought that was a pretty interesting perspective and then that did actually make me think to speak briefly on the election. So I was just curious. Obviously, it was like high voter turnout. I wanted to know kind of like where that stacked up versus like our actual voting population. Mm-hmm. So I looked up a couple numbers, not anything like too extensive. But to vote, you have to be at least 18. You have to be a citizen. You can't be a felon. Correct. So out of everybody who voted so i think the total was like pretty close to 150 million it's got to be pretty close to that so maybe a little bit over a little bit under but pretty close to that number and i looked up the total population of the usa over the age of 18 which was 209 million so that list does not include felons i don't know how many of those there are yeah there's really no telling honestly right it's hard to keep track of that type of thing but Basically, that's so that's telling us that 
a pretty big portion of people who are eligible to vote did did actually go and vote. Yeah, I mean, that only leaves about 50 or 60 million people of voting age that right. didn't go out and vote. Right. Which is good. So yep. I, I get feeling powerless, but voting does make a difference. As we can see in this election, it was close. Yeah. So, yeah. Do your part, even if you feel like you're not making a difference, go and vote because you are making a difference. I know that it seems kind of pointless, especially with the whole electoral college system that we really need to get rid of. Oh, for sure. Which is a whole other topic of discussion. (laughs) Different topic, but I thought it was interesting and it kind of related into what we were talking about. So I just wanted to bring it up briefly. But yeah, zombies, sort of like that fear of our society. They also brought up in the article that a lot of zombie movies are set in like shopping malls and things like that. So just back kind of tying back into that capitalism and you're just dumping your whole life into the system and you're not getting anywhere. You mean how from the age that we're able to go to school, we're getting trained for our life of force institutionalism to pump the capitalist machine? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would agree with that. (laughs) But Just going to leave that there? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the last one was... Cthulhu or any H.P. Lovecraft story or character or anything. Are you familiar at all? No, but my husband loves H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. Are you shocked? No, no, definitely not. not <laughs> that at makes all. sense. <laughs> but so the whole thing with H.P. Lovecraft stories, for those of you who are not aware, um, he was heavily inspired by Edgar Allan Poe. He came around like shortly after Poe was around. Yeah, because Poe was like late 18th century, mm-hmm. or 1800s, Yeah, and then... They both actually had similar careers because they were not all that successful while they were alive. It mm-hmm. mostly came afterwards. Yeah. Um, so he spent his whole life pretty much building up this huge mythology. All of his stories, for the most part, tie into kind of like a larger idea or a larger concept, and... Obviously, a very brilliant guy, just just to be able to do something like that. But his so basically, the premise is that there are older. There's like an older section of gods that are like older than time itself, basically, and they mm-hmm. control everything. And they're so powerful that even just like their very existence is like leaking out insanity into the world. <laughs> if you see them, like you pretty much die because you're. Your, your mind can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like that sort of thing. But Cthulhu, for instance, is one of the one of the gods and he's asleep in the ocean somewhere and he's been slumbering for, you know, however, basically for all of time. Mm-hmm. And one day he's going to wake up and destroy the world. <laughs> um, so kind of, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. He also, fun fact for people who weren't aware, um, his work was a huge inspiration on H.R. Geiger, who was the... Um, I don't remember his actual title, but he's the one who kind of created the look of the aliens from the alien movies and like their world and things like that. Okay. Um, so kind that of a, actually makes sense. Yeah, it's very like creepy looking and otherworldly and just yeah, very very distinct art. Mm-hmm. So he was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft, but the article was basically saying that that's sort of like the next step up from the zombies. So not only is there's this like power structure that's controlling us, but basically the idea that that power structure is actually trying to harm us. <laughs> right. And just the fear of that, not knowing 
how to how to stop it feeling like anything that you do is meaningless uh, so I thought that was a pretty interesting commentary on his stories and why they're resonating because he again he wasn't popular when he was alive mm-hmm. he started becoming popular fairly recently well I can't imagine that in the I mean this was like mostly what the 1920s uh, I think that's roughly yeah he was like somewhere around there I can't Actually, imagine that was about. a very popular con uh, concept back then. Oh, no, especially not back then. Yeah, he died 1937. Pretty interesting. Yeah, again, he was kind of just ahead of his time. People weren't really on that same wavelength. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was, like, pretty pro-government. Just kind of into whatever, like, the American dream was still sort of, like, this concept that people thought they could achieve. Again, as time goes on, we started hitting all these recessions in the 90s and the 2000s, and our generation is just very much like, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Something bad is happening here. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that he's actually become so popular. Well, I think since we live in the age of technology, it's a little bit easier for us to see beyond the veil. Oh, for sure. Because if you're relying on local news or anything that your TV can tell you before the age of the internet, like, yeah, you're not getting the full picture there. Unless you somehow also got it, like, news sources from outside the country, which wouldn't have been super common back then. Mm-mm. Once again, our generation has, I don't know, we just, like, are given a lot more opportunities than previous generations. Opportunities for knowledge, not opportunities for other things. <laughs> yeah, for knowledge, that's for sure. Yeah. We have to find a way to use that knowledge to overcome the shitty system. Break the system, build it back up again. Yeah, that seems to be... Perhaps the only way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it's really hard. Yeah, it is. But that was kind of interesting. So any scary movie is going to have some sort of aspect. Like, there's a reason why it's resonating mm-hmm. as a society. So I like thinking about that kind of thing. Now, as far as phobias, what I was going to bring up was that I do have one in particular that I just as long as I can remember but for a while I was like okay it's just a fear of the ocean but it's not really the ocean so there are people that are very specifically afraid of water afraid of being in the ocean because they're so far away from land and that's just gonna you know if you're not on a boat or something you're just gonna die because you can't swim forever yeah Uh, so there's people that are afraid of it for that reason I don't that's not really my issue my issue is more so, like, what is in there. So, I think, and I've been trying to, like, look up the correct terms for it, I'm more so just afraid of, like, giant creatures. There is a fear of, like, giant objects in general. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% think that's true for me. But any living creature that's that's that large just really starts to freak me out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, whales are pretty much pushing that point. They're huge. But... I don't think you're going far enough into the ocean that you're going to have to worry about a whale, Chad. I mean, people see whales on cruises and stuff. It's not impossible. On cruises. Cruises are farther out into the ocean than you're going to just swim. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I don't... I'm okay with going to the beach. Okay. That's what I was saying. I'm like, I'm not really afraid of the ocean. I'm afraid of giant things Uh in it. Uh Uh-huh. I always remember, like looking at clouds and stuff and being like, what if that was, like, a dragon... (laughs) <laughs> or, like, a monster that was, like, actually that big. Just, like, took up basically all of the sky. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I've got some sort of, like, fear of giant creatures. <laughs> well, 
Well, we don't live in King's Landing, so I don't think we have to worry about dragons. I mean, you wouldn't think. <laughs> but you never know. It's the true. way this year is going. <laughs> yeah. Why not dragons at this point? Why not dragons? There's something like, oh, there's a crack on the moon. And people are like, it's about to hatch. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's going to fuck with my head. Because <laughs> it's a giant dragon egg. Something. <laughs> Mothra or some sort of kaiju that's going <laughs> to come destroy us. Maybe. I'm not counting anything out. Me neither. We don't, even, we don't even know what's in the ocean. That's why, because we can't explore all of it. Yeah. So that also creeps me out a little bit. How has technology not gone that far yet? It's because the pressure gets so strong. Yeah. And it's also pitch black. So you have to have like really powerful flashlights or some sort of light source. And you have to like build a craft that's strong enough to go down there and not get crushed by the pressure. So they have like, they've done like whatever. Damn it. I'm going to probably say the wrong word here. I want to say supersonic, but that's definitely not right. I can't remember the word, but they use like vibrations to kind of like map out the ocean floor. Mm-hmm. So they've like done that, I'm pretty sure, for all of the ocean. But they can't technically see everything that's down there. We haven't been to a lot of parts of it because it's too deep and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Pretty creepy. Have you heard about the bloop? The bloop? Yeah. What's that? It was a sound that was recorded somewhere, I, I believe it was in the Arctic, but it was a sound that was so loud that it was like theorized that it had to have been created from a super large creature or animal or something from cthulhu probably cthulhu yeah (laughs) he's just chilling he rolled over in his sleep yeah so there's things out there just like the way so they recorded it and just like the 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 wavelengths they were like oh it's it looks like it's from something organic Mm -hmm. so yeah there's a lot of shit out there like that that's just really creepy yeah (laughs) to me (laughs) I don't like to go out into water that I can't, like, my feet have to be able to touch the ground. Yeah. I get that. So, only about four and a half feet of water because (laughs) I'm very short. (laughs) Yeah. So, I'd say that's my big focus. There's actually a lot of people out there because I've talked to several of them, Mm -hmm. but there's people out there with similar things going on. Oh, my husband refuses to go to the beach because he's afraid of sharks. And I'm like, babe, sharks aren't. They don't... There's not that many shark attacks. It's not that common. It really isn't. But Jaws... Jaws ruined, like, several generations worth of people. Yeah. (laughs) Do you have any phobias? I know we talked about kind of like fears a little bit, but... Just claustrophobia. Yeah. I get it. What about clowns? Why is everybody afraid of clowns? Clowns are creepy. Do you remember that thing where they were just, like, showing up everywhere and being creepy for, like, a couple years? Yeah, what a time. What a time to be alive. <laughs> what was that, like 2016 or yeah, something? Yeah, it was a couple of years back. I think it was like 2016 through 2018, something like that. Yeah, I know people have been talking about it because this year's been so shit. They've been the like, clowns? you remember that year where clowns were just popping up? For those of you who are not from the U.S. or like did not hear about this, yeah, it happened for a couple years or so. But they just started showing up and creeping people out. They would sometimes follow people. Sometimes they would just stare, stand there and stare at you. Yeah. It was a thing that was happening. I don't know why. Because this last decade has been fucking wild. It has. 
I don't know what happened in the 2010s, but shit got weird. Shit got real weird. <laughs> Maybe we can uh, get some normalcy back in 2021. I'm not sure. I mean, the way this decade has started. Probably not. But probably not. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. Here's to hoping. 2020 has just been a bad year. The clowns have chilled out at least. Yeah. But generally speaking, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't fully understand the fear of clowns. I mean, I've seen some pretty creepy clowns. I have too, but like a standard clown is not creepy. It's just... No. It's just a person in like stupid makeup. I'm not really afraid of clowns. I won't watch It, but I'm not really afraid of clowns. It really isn't even that scary. That's what Dustin keeps telling me. And I'm like, I don't trust you. First of all, you fall asleep watching horror movies. <laughs> Fucking psycho. Did you... Do you like Stranger Things? I feel like you did. I started watching Stranger Things, but I never finished it. How much did you watch? Like at least the first season? Nope. Okay. Well, I started watching it with Dustin, and I thought he had already watched the first season. Yeah. And then I got to an episode he hadn't seen, and I was like, oh shit, I didn't realize that you hadn't watched it either. (laughs) So then I stopped watching it, and then we never started watching it again. Gotcha. But you would watch it. It wasn't because you, like, hated it or anything. No. Okay. So the reason I was asking is because Stranger Things is, like, very heavily influenced by Stephen King. Especially it? it. Because it's about a group of kids. Kind a lot of, of those kids were in the new It movies. Yeah. A lot of them were. But it's, yeah, a group of kids kind of running into this demon clown thing. Mm-hmm. And then they have to go back when they're adults to try to finish it off, basically. He's talking about It. It, Yeah. But just to clarify, if if you're not familiar with it or with Stranger Things, <laughs> that part he was talking about was it. I was talking about it because if you like Stranger Things, you will probably like it. But it really is not that scary. Like there's probably moments that would scare you here and there. But it's actually pretty funny. There's a lot of really funny moments. That's why he keeps telling me. But it's just kind of don't. about like the relationship between the kids and stuff like that. You should watch it. I, I think you would like it. I probably won't. But okay. <laughs> Someday I might convince you. I don't know. Mm. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> I guess we'll move on to the witch tips for today, which, if you are not familiar, is a review or shout out or something along those lines. Something that we enjoy. Just want to give some more attention to. Mm-hmm. And I decided to talk about an anime that I watched pretty recently. It's called The Promised Neverland. Mm hmm. And sort of tying back into that, like, zombie, like, being a, being stuck in a system that you can't escape from. So it's not about zombies, but it's kind of like that sort of concept. So it's about this orphanage. The kids are ranging from infants to the age of 11. The oldest person that's ever been there is, like, 12. Mm-hmm. And they... Uh, how many, there's, like, 30 of them, basically, in this one building... Or this one, yeah, there's like this one orphanage, and it's all focused on them. And the first episode, pretty much like early on, they realize that something is definitely not right. <laughs> so when the when the kids are told that one of them is like going off for adoption, they like go off just with like the the mother, quote unquote, of the house. Mm-hmm. They go off, and then they never come back. And she's like, oh yeah, they were adopted. So you find out in the first episode that that's not what happens. They actually get 
killed and eaten by these monsters. Oh. And it's like this whole thing. They're, it's basically like a farm. They're like being raised to eventually get sold off to these monsters. So it's really interesting. Highly recommend it. It's more of like a psychological thriller. Um, so some of the early anime shows that I got into that kind of got me into the genre outside of like stuff like Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the early ones that I really liked were all psychological. Uh, so if you're fans of that type of thing, you would definitely like it, in my opinion. So like Death Note, I really liked that one. Uh, like parts of uh, Full Metal Alchemist and like Case Closed, all these like kind of weird mystery type of psychological things. It really hits all those same notes. So the two kids that find out are some of the older kids, and they're both like really, really smart. So they start to like try to figure out a way to escape, mm-hmm. and it gets really intense. There's all these twists and turns. A very good story. It's worth checking out. Not that it's like twelve episodes or something. It's not that long, but yeah, very good. Okay. Promise Neverland. It's on Netflix and Crunchyroll. If you have that, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking about imposter syndrome finally. The long-awaited episode, yeah. I, I guess, to us at least. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we've been talking about it for a while. Yeah. But come follow us on social media. Social media handles will be in the, you know, the description of this episode. Yep. Other than that, I think that's it. All right. See you guys. Yeah. See you guys later. Bye.